0: From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now.
1: On today's broadcast, the total fertility rate in the country plunges to a record 0.65 in the fourth quarter last year amid growing concerns over chronic low births. The government begins delivering return to work order through in person visits to the homes of trainee doctors who walked off the jobs in protest of a planned med school admissions quota hike. The Constitutional Court rules the current medical law prohibiting medical professionals from revealing the gender of the fetus before week 32 of pregnancy violates the Constitution. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Chen. The total fertility rate in the country plunged to a record 0.65 in the fourth quarter last year amid growing concerns over chronic low births, population decline, and aging society. Yun Soyang reports.
0: The nation's total fertility rate, the number of children that would be born to a woman in her lifetime, fell to an all-time low of 0.65 in the fourth quarter of last year and 0.72 for all of 2023. This means that on average 100 women would give birth to 65 children in South Korea. According to Statistics Korea on Wednesday, the total fertility rate, which first fell below 1 to 0.92 in 2019, has since been on an accelerated decline. The statistical agency said the drop likely stems from a gradual decrease in the number of marriages since the outbreak of COVID-19 in early 2020. The agency said 230,000 babies were born in 2013, down 7.7 percent from a year earlier. The crude birth rate or the annual number of live births per 1,000 population dropped from 4.9 in 2022 to 4.5. The average age of women who had given birth rose 0.1 on year to 33.6 years with mothers aged 35 or older taking up 36.3 percent of the total. Meanwhile, the number of deaths last year fell 5.4 percent to 352,700, with the population naturally contracting 122,800 for a four-year streak of decline. Yoon Hyang KBS World, Radio News.
1: The government started delivering notices of its return-to-work order through in-person visits to the homes of trainee doctors who have walked off the job in protest of a planned increase of the medical school admissions quota. The notices are being delivered a day before the deadline for the doctors to return and avoid legal punishment. The health ministry, which had been issuing notices of the order by mail or text message, began the direct delivery of notices on Wednesday with cooperation from police. Earlier, the government told the doctors to return to work by Thursday or face suspension of their medical licenses and further legal action. The ministry plans to tally the number of trainee doctors that have yet to return on Monday and launch legal proceedings. Monday will be the first workday after the Thursday deadline, as Friday is a public holiday. Amid the continued collective action of trainee doctors, the presidential office said on Wednesday that while the Korean Medical Association claims to represent the medical community, it is difficult to say the group truly represents them. A senior official at the top office made the remarks to reporters, saying the government is continuously asking the medical community to put their heads together to recommend people who can properly represent the community. The official added that no reply has been received yet. Regarding a claim by chiefs of 40 medical schools that an admissions quota increase of 350 would be appropriate, the official said that the issue of personnel supply and demand in health care is a matter for the government to decide under the Constitution and And law. The official added that the government may seek advice from the medical community to estimate the exact personnel supply and demand, but the responsibility of making the decision lies with the state, stressing that the scope of the increase is by no means an issue for negotiation. The Constitutional Court ruled that the current medical law, which prohibits medical professionals from revealing the gender of the fetus before week 32 of pregnancy, violates the Constitution. On Wednesday, the Constitutional Court ruled 6-3 against Article 20, Section 2 of the Medical Service Act, stating that restricting the information of the fetus's gender is not appropriate as a means to achieve the legislative purpose of protecting the life of the fetus, calling it an infringement of the parent's right to know. The law was previously a provision to prevent abortion of female children based on the past ideology of preferring boys. However, with the country facing lower birth rate and growing out of preference for sons over daughters, arguments have been raised that the gender reveal of the fetus should be allowed more broadly to ensure parents' right to know. In 2008, the Constitutional Court ruled that the medical law provision banning gender notification throughout pregnancy was inconsistent with the Constitution. However, in the following year, a replacement bill was passed allowing gender notification after 32 weeks of pregnancy. South Joint Chiefs of Staff and the South Korea-U.S. Combined Forces Command on Wednesday said the annual Freedom Shield exercises will be held from Monday to March 14. The JCS said that during the period, South Korea and the U.S. will hold a variety of combined field training exercises in the sea, land, and air to increase interoperability and enhance the combined operation capabilities of the alliance. The two sides plan to carry out computer simulation-based command post exercises as well as joint field training and other maneuvers. The JCS said that the planned exercises will focus on operations utilizing land, sea, air, cyber and space assets and neutralizing North Korean threats based on scenarios that reflect diverse security threats, which will further strengthen the combined defense posture. The defense chiefs of South Korea and the United States have agreed to sternly deal with illegal arms transfers between North Korea and Russia. According to South's Defense Ministry, Defense Minister Shin Wan-sik and U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin reached the agreement in a phone call on Wednesday. The two sides reportedly shared the view that growing military cooperation between Moscow and Pyongyang, including their illegal arms transfers, poses a serious threat to peace and stability on the Korean Peninsula as well as the world at large, and decided to firmly respond in cooperation with the international community. Shin and Austin also strongly condemned North Korea for escalating tensions on the peninsula this year with its test firing of new missiles and artillery firing near the de facto inter-Korean maritime border, the Northern Limit Line. The two sides reaffirmed the importance of maintaining a strong South Korea-U.S. combined defense posture and close bilateral coordination to deter threats from the North. Japan's Tokyo Electric Power Company, the operator of the triple Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant, will start its fourth release of treated radioactive water from the plant into the ocean on Wednesday. As with the previous three releases, about 7,800 tons of processed water will flow into the Pacific Ocean over a period of 17 days. TEPCO has said radioactivity levels in nearby ocean waters following the three previous discharges were all within safety standards. In August last year, TEPCO started its first release of the treated water, and the third discharge ended on November 20th last year. The operator, which has discharged a combined total of about 23,350 tons of water in the three releases, plans to discharge a total of 31,200 tons through the four rounds. Facebook founder and Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, who is visiting South Korea for the first time in 10 years, met with LG Electronics CEO. Joe Juhuan on Wednesday to discuss ways to enhance corporate collaborations in the extended reality sector. Zuckerberg held a luncheon with Cho as well as other senior officials from the South Korean electronics giant in Seoul, where they discussed the direction of next-generation XR device collaboration and the possibility of future collaboration surrounding artificial intelligence development. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index climbed 27.24 points or 1.04% on Wednesday to close at 2,652.29. The tech-heavy KOSDAQ also inched up 9.64 points or 1.13% to close at 863.39. On the foreign exchange, the local currency weakened 2.61 against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at (laughs) 1,333.61. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. This has been Daniel Chen.